Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. We love to explain quantum physics and the mysteries of the universe, but the mysteries of finance, not so much. Intuit helps you demystify your finances through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Understanding standard deductions or interest rates can be very complicated and tricky with big potential consequences. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Sometimes science comes up with the worst name for things they discover. I know, like uh, killer whales, which aren't killer and uh, are not actually whales. They're actually dolphins. Excellent point. But I was actually thinking about black holes. Okay, that's one of my favorite space names. What's wrong with black holes? It's an awesome name, but black holes aren't totally black, and they're not actually holes. They're dolphins. (laughs) All right, who runs the science PR department here? I think it's run by a bunch of dolphins. (laughs) A bunch of killer dolphins. So long, and thanks for all the fish. We're heading for the black hole. Hi, I'm Jorge. And I'm Daniel. And this is Daniel and Jorge Explain Explain the the Universe. universe. Today, we're going to ask the question, what is inside a black hole? Maybe the deepest, darkest mystery in the universe. But first, as usual, we went around and asked people on the street, what do they know about black holes and what's hiding inside them? Here's what they had to say. A bunch of uh, destroyed matter. Energy. I don't know exactly what's inside, but like it, like captures light, and it has a gravity so like strong that like after a certain point you can't escape it. Isn't it like a vacuum? The anti-universe? I don't know. (laughs) Holy moly! I love some of those answers. The anti-universe. It seems like most people kind of had had a, had a good idea of what a black hole was, right? Like a lot of people knew it was like a dense mass, right? Yeah, it's like a gravitational trap things can't escape from. Mm-hmm. People seem to have a, the basics out there, right? That they're dense, they're dark, and things can't escape from them. Right, but nobody knew what's inside of one. That's right. Nobody could tell us what was inside a black hole. Apparently, just walking around in the street isn't the best way to get a solid scientific answer <laughs> to a question. But anyway, it's a black hole. So I guess, you know, before we talk about what's inside a black hole, we should sort of recap, what is a black hole? Yeah, what is a black hole? Black holes are sort of fascinating ideas 
because for a long time, people thought black holes were just sort of like a mathematical curiosity, like the kind of thing that you see in an equation, that then if you believe that equation describes reality, then it suggests black holes might exist. But it's the kind of thing that makes you wonder, is this really true or is this just a, sort of like a weird feature of the equation, something people are not going to actually discover? What, what do you mean? Like this is the origin of the idea of black holes? Like it was actually a theory first? It wasn't observed or anything? Exactly. The idea of black holes came from general relativity and it wasn't observed for decades later. In fact, Albert Einstein thought black holes would never be seen. He thought they didn't really exist, even though his theory predicted them. What did the theory predict? Einstein's basic idea mm-hmm. is that gravity is not a force like other forces, things that pull and push on each other, like electromagnetism and the weak force. He thought gravity instead was just a bending of space-time. And his idea was any mass would just sort of bend space. So imagine like a rubber sheet. Mm -hmm. Space is that rubber sheet. You put something big and heavy on it, it bends things down. Now, if you want a marble, you roll a marble across that sheet. Instead of just going flat across the sheet, if it encounters some place where the sheet is bent, it's going to change its path. So the marble thinks it's going straight, but actually like the the rubber it's it's on is, is curved. That's right. It's at the most direct path is now curved with respect to your previous path. And that's a tricky concept for people to understand, that it's the bending of space, mm-hmm. and it's the sort of intrinsic bending. It right. changes the the natural straight lines. Um, but I love how you say the marble thinks it's going straight. Like, you have this tendency to anthropomorphize everything, like we were talking <laughs> about that last time. In this case, like, the marble has an opinion, like, hey, man, I'm going straight. I don't care what space says. Everything is a cartoon <laughs> to a cartoonist. I imagine that you look at the world and see little cartoon thought bubbles on everything. <laughs> That's my worldview. So we were talking about very heavy objects. So the idea is very heavy masses bend space, right? They bend space so that when you move through space, you end up moving through a curved path, right? Okay. And Einstein and some, then some later folks realized that there are some solutions to the general relativity equations where space is bent so much that you can imagine it's like a a bottomless hole in that rubber sheet. Mm -hmm. So the things can never escape them. And Einstein and these other folks, they discovered these features of the equations, but they were like, is this real? You know, and this goes to the heart of some of the stuff I love, like the connection between physics and math, right? We like, we use math as a language of physics to describe the universe. And sometimes the math takes us in directions where we're like, no, that doesn't really work. Here, the math is not physical, right? We'll like throw away mathematical ideas that we say are not physical because they don't describe what actually happens. Sometimes the math describes something which we think is unphysical. It turns out to be real. And that's, that's what happened here, which is pretty cool. Well, um, so the math predicted that if you, you might have a situation where you have so much mass in such a small space that it'll distort space so much that it will sort of create almost like a hole in space. Yeah, like a bottomless hole in this rubber sheet so that even light, which travels, you know, the fastest thing in the universe, um, can't escape because the all the straight line paths are closed now. Wow. Yeah. So like uh, you're so dabbed down into the hole of the rubber sheet, you'd have to be pointing up basically to get out. There's no path out. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, you know those big funnels they have in lots of science museums? You can put a penny in and it rolls around. It goes faster and faster and faster and then drops down into the hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can think of it sort of like that. But imagine then you're down in the hole, right? There's no way for the penny to roll up and out of that hole. Right. Okay. So, uh, so, they, so it, it started off as a mathematical weird case, right, for Einstein. 
And he was a smart guy, but he didn't think that would, that could actually exist in real life. Yeah, he thought it wouldn't actually happen because he thought that everything spins. And because things spin, it, it, it's harder for them to collapse. Really? Right? You can think of most of the stuff in the universe as sort of a battle between gravity and some sort of pressure keeping it from collapsing. Like gravity wants to suck stuff together, right? Mm, Scrunch them together. Yeah. It's weak, but you give it enough time, it's going to pull things together and make them tighter and denser and denser. So you might ask, well, why isn't everything in the universe a black hole? Like it's 14 billion years in, gravity's had a lot of time. You know, why is the sun not a black hole? Or why is the earth not a black hole? Because gravity has compressed them. Um, And the answer in many cases is that they're spinning. And the spinning provides a sort of a rotational pressure Think about what happens when you're standing on a merry-go-round, right? Um, somebody spins it, you can get thrown off the merry-go-round. Mm-hmm. And so that's sort of rotational pressure that keeps you from getting sucked in. And our galaxy and the sun and the earth, all these things are spinning. And it does make it harder to become a black hole. And so Einstein thought that there's no way you could ever see this because things were spinning and that um, we wouldn't ever actually see a black hole. It'd be impossible for them to create it. He thought gravity could never actually crunch anything down that small because at that size, things would sort of spin outwards more than gravity could crunch them in. Yeah. But then he was proven wrong. Like we actually saw black holes. That's right. And I want to talk a little bit more about that. But first, a quick break. Physicists are famously sticklers for detail. And when it comes to the fine print contracts and hidden fees from wireless providers, I've learned that there's always a catch somewhere. So when I heard that the Mint Mobile wireless plans are just $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, where's the catch? But now I'm convinced... There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online, so they cut out the cost of retail stores and they pass all those savings directly to you. So you can say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, draw-dropping monthly bills, and unexpected overages. All of Mint Mobile's plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month go to mintmobile.com slash universe that's mintmobile.com slash universe cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash universe additional taxes fees and restrictions apply see Mint Mobile for details this is holly fry from stuff you missed in history class the national sales event is on at your toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new suv like an adventure ready rav4 available with all-wheel drive your new rav4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails and with plenty of passenger and cargo space plus available tech like wireless charging you and your entire crew can stay connected or check out a stylish and comfortable highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 
2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Yeah, so um, we should talk about how you can see a black hole, right? I always imagine you see like a little black dot or a black circle in the sky or something. So a black hole is so heavy that light can't escape it. Right. And that means that it doesn't reflect any light. Right? Right. You shine a flashlight on it, no light comes back. Right. You shine a spotlight on it, you shine a laser on it, you shine anything on it, no light comes back. Even if it has the sun next to it, we it, it won't bounce off. That's right. No light reflects. Okay. And it also doesn't emit any light. Now, there's a tiny asterisk we should talk about later, which is called Hawking radiation. Mm-hmm. Turns out black holes do give off a little bit of energy, but you can't really see it. So from the point of view of seeing a black hole... It's basically invisible. It's just like a black circle, right? right? So how could you possibly see that a black hole is there? Well, you know, I watched that movie, Interstellar, which I know could be a whole topic of conversation, but... That was your research for this podcast? <laughs> yes, that, and I read the Wikipedia page for The Black Hole Movie, which is a classic 70s movie. Did you ever watch that movie? Yes, it did. In fact, I saw that movie a few weeks ago with my kids. No way, really. I think it was supposed to be like a response to Star, Star Wars, Wars or something. Yeah. Um, and it's much weirder than Star Wars. According to Wikipedia, it's like the first Disney movie ever to get a PG rating. <laughs> My kids were like, why did you show us this movie? <laughs> like, is it, was this supposed to be good or is this educational? But this, that movie was a huge part of my childhood, you know, it was like made a huge impression on me. You saw the Black Hole movie as a kid. Yeah, you didn't see it as a kid? You might have been the only one. I don't think it was very well popular. <laughs> no, it was huge in Panama. What are you talking about? Huge in Panama. Yeah. I rest my case, yeah. folks. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope this podcast is huge in Panama. Let's hope we, we, we achieve that level. My fellow Panamanians, I hope they're listening. <laughs> so how could you actually see a black hole? Let's shift out of the fictional world and back into the what we imagine to be the real world. Okay. How could you see a black hole? Well, its biggest defining feature is its gravity. And so it has very powerful gravity. And you can see the effect of gravity on nearby stuff. So, for example, one of the biggest black holes that's near us is at the very center of the Milky Way. There's an enormous black hole there. It's huge. It's called supermassive. And um, that's the category of black hole. And we can see that it's there because we see stars orbiting it. So we see the path of stars that are going around the black hole. So we can tell oh, these stars are orbiting something, but we see nothing there. So you can do the calculations. You can say, oh, the, all these stars' orbits are consistent with something really heavy here. Like imagine you were looking at the solar system mm-hmm. and you couldn't see the sun. You could guess that there was something really massive there because you look, all these planets. They're going around. And they're all consistent with orbiting one thing that's really heavy. And you could even calculate its mass from the orbits and all that stuff. You could deduce that the sun was here without actually seeing it. Mm. Now, that'd be a pretty silly way to see the sun, but you could definitely tell. And we can use that same approach, and we have to see the huge black hole in the center of the Milky Way, for example. Oh, I see. Maybe that's the problem, is that the closest black hole to us is at the center of the Milky Way galaxy. No, that's the closest really big one. It's like 27,000 light years, I think. (laughs) Um, It's pretty far away. There are closer black holes to us than the one at the center of the Milky Way, but they're Mm. not as large. I see. But there's a theory about what they sort of look like, which is like a a black ball, right? Yeah, and there's other stuff near the black hole, right? Like, say, for example, 
you have a black hole and it's near a star. Mm-hmm. What's it going to do? It's going to shred the star. It's going to suck all the stuff um, out of the star and into the black hole. And you can see that also. Before stuff falls into the black hole, you can see it like on the way, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so for example, imagine there's like a, you know, a hole in the sidewalk and everybody's falling into it. If you notice a trail of people walking <laughs> along the sidewalk and then nothing on the other side, you can pretty much deduce, ah! oh my gosh, <laughs> exactly. So there's lots of black holes where you can see the stuff falling into it uh-huh. because it, and sometimes it'll like orbit once or twice before it falls in this, this thing called the accretion disk, mm. which is like the stuff orbiting the black hole before it comes in. And so a lot of times you can see that around the black hole, um, sort of like a warning, like, you know, abandon hope, all ye who fly near here, because you are entering the black hole. Yeah. But that also brings up another really interesting point, which is like, a black hole is not a hole. You know, it's a clever name and it sounds awesome. And it connects to this sort of geometric idea of like having a hole in the bottom of the rubber sheet. Mm -hmm. But I think most people think of a black hole as like a hole in space, like, something you could fall into, right? right? But as you said earlier, a black hole is something that's really dense. It's really heavy. It's really thick. Mm -hmm. You can't fall into it. It's more like a black mass or like a black rock. You know, it's like saying, can you fall into the earth, right? Like you can't fall into the earth. You can fall onto the earth, right? Well, you're sort of assuming Um, you know what's inside a black hole, right? Well, we know it's really dense, right? We know there's a lot of stuff in there. But in terms of like space... Like space is so distorted, it's sort of like a hole, isn't it? It's like the rubber sheet analogy. It it is sort of a like a three D hole. It's like a, a hole in three D space, right? It's a gravitational well that you can't climb out of. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that it's like empty inside. You can like once you go in, you can like dance all around. There's plenty of room. Right? <laughs> yeah, let's think about that. This sort of where is the edge of the black hole? And mm-hmm. a lot of people think of the edge of the black hole as something we call the event horizon. Okay, what's the event horizon? Besides being a uh, a bad science fiction movie with uh, Sam Neill. Sorry, the event horizon <laughs> is another movie you saw. <laughs> yes. I see you're not up on your bad science fiction uh, cinema. Did this um did this only come out in Panama? No, it was, this was a real movie. It had like Lawrence Fishburne, I think, Sam Neill. It was like a, a big deal. But anyways, uh, so what is the event horizon of a black hole? Yeah, so that's the point after which you can't escape, right? If you f- are closer to the center of the black hole than the than this threshold, you can't escape. Outside of that, there's still a possibility. Inside, there are no paths. It's like you could escape right. if you could move faster than light. But even if you were light moving at the speed of light, you could not escape. But be careful because people like to say, oh, maybe if you went faster than the speed of light, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But going faster than the speed of light, that's a whole other podcast we should do. Right. It's impossible. And so saying something like going faster than the speed of light is like saying like, well, then if you had magic, then right. yeah, sure, all the rules would be off. So like in Interstellar, when they showed the black hole as this black sphere, that's the event horizon, right? That's like the edge of that sphere, black circle, is the event horizon. Because anything inside would just look black. So is this a physics podcast or a, a film podcast? I'm <laughs> it's a uh, film six uh, podcast. No, but I mean, I guess, you know, what I, I, the reason I bring it up is that, you know, I, I, I think a lot of people may have heard of the event horizon Right. And conceptually what it is, you can't escape after that. But like a representation of a black hole, that that circle is kind of the event horizon, right? Yeah, you're exactly right. And so you would see like the accretion disk around the black hole, the stuff that's about to fall in, like what's on deck to Mm -hmm. get sucked up by the black hole. Mm -hmm. But you're right, the black hole itself would be black. And that's the event horizon. You're seeing the, the edge 
because no, you can't see anything in it. Nothing can escape it. Right. And so it's surrounded by matter, which you can normally see, but the actual black hole itself oh, um, is the edge of the event horizon. And that's what that's what makes the question so interesting because you can't see in there. People wonder what's in there. Right. Einstein's original idea was that there was something called a singularity. That's a point of essentially of infinite density. At the very center of it, right? That's right, yeah. An infinitely small space, right? Super, super dense. As soon as you cross some threshold of mass density, then you've created this hole in the bottom of the rubber sheet, a gravitational well that nothing can escape. Mm. But it's not necessary that the whole event horizon is filled in with mass. I think this is the point you were trying to make earlier. There's got to be a dense core in there somehow, right. but it creates a gravitational well that's larger than that core. Um, and so this is the original idea. Einstein's original idea was that there's this singularity, this really, really dense point. Okay, so maybe a black hole is like a, a some kind of point surrounded by who knows, but it sort of goes out to uh, the sphere of blackness. That's going to be the name of our band, right? <laughs> sphere of blackness. <laughs> or my next Panamanian bad sci-fi movie. I think that's... Uh... <laughs> La bola negra. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many concepts tied together into black holes. Yeah. But I think people still wonder what's inside a black hole because we're pretty sure that this idea of a singularity can't be right. Oh. We're pretty sure that there aren't singularities inside black holes. So not even our theory about what's inside is right. Yeah. And, you know, Einstein's theory is wonderful and it's beautiful and it's predicted lots of stuff which seemed weird but actually happens like gravitational waves, right? Mm -hmm. Einstein predicted gravitational waves, these ripples in space-time when massive objects yeah. slam into each other or spin around each other. A hundred years before we saw them, right? Or heard them as it may. Yeah, yeah. Decades and decades. I don't remember the exact date, but a long time before we saw them. And the problem with Einstein's theory is that it doesn't include any quantum mechanics. And that's because we figured out quantum mechanics sort of at the same time or in the decades after general relativity. Mm -hmm. And something really important about quantum mechanics is that it doesn't allow things to be located in infinitely small spaces. There's a basic fuzziness to the universe, and you just can't violate that. Right. And so having a singularity, like a point of matter in a zero volume, is, you know, it would blow a quantum mechanics mind. Right. But, but it, it's, I guess, technically, quantum mechanics is about momentum, right? Momentum uh, has a minimum size, right? Well, it, it is about momentum, but it's about actually most measurable things like time, energy, space, and momentum. All these things come in finite grains, like mm. little quanta, little basic units. Uh, that you can't get smaller than. But even if, what if like it's infinite mass, like a black hole or like infinite density? Yeah, well, the um, quantum mechanics tells us that doesn't exist, you know, that there's a, there's a finite width to everything. And so you can't have infinitely small objects. Um, quantum mechanics says it just can't happen. But something is happening in there, right? There's something going on inside a black hole yeah. and whatever it is, it's intense enough and dense enough to create a black hole. You don't need infinitely small points to create a black hole. You just need a density above a certain threshold. General relativity tells us it's an infinite singularity, but quantum mechanics says it can't be infinite. Right. Yeah, there's this idea that I thought was really cool that anything can become a black hole. Like if you squeeze it enough, it becomes a black hole, right? Like if somebody squeezed me and my mass into a small enough volume, I would just like... Become a, a black hole, right? Yeah, it's a great idea. Um, and I'm not sure like technically anything could become a black hole mm -hmm. because you'd need to have a certain amount of mass per volume. 
But I guess in principle, if you compress something down far enough and it had some mass, right. then it would be dense enough to become a black hole. Yeah. And black holes don't have to be huge. Black holes can also be tiny. For example, we're trying to create black holes at the Large Hadron Collider. And those would be black holes like the size of protons. That is a great thought that I don't think a lot of people know, is that black holes can be different sizes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can have a tiny one or a huge one or a super massive gigantic one. That's right. And um, basically the only thing you can know about a black hole from the outside is um, its mass, which means its size, and its rotation. So it's whether it's spinning or not. And so that's why we desperately want to know what's inside a black hole beyond our, just our curiosity. Like anytime there's something in the universe you can't, it's something in your house, for example, that you aren't allowed to look inside. Like if I said, Jorge, never look inside this box. Yeah. You'd be deathly curious to see inside it, right? So you're saying like, it's like the universe has, has created a box and it, it refuses to tell us what's inside. That's right. Well, this is a perfect point to take a break. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bare Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus Paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. If you could see inside it, um, you would learn something really deep about the way gravity works and quantum mechanics and how they're connected. There's like, you know, 10 Nobel Prizes worth of stuff hiding inside a black hole. 
maybe even an actual Nobel Prize. Wow. So that's the answer to the question, what's inside a black hole is uh, fame and fortune. A trip to Stockholm. (laughs) (laughs) So what would happen if you try to get near a black hole? Okay, yeah. Well, there's something you have to understand, which is something called a tidal force. And um, the best way to understand it maybe is to think about what happens when things get near the sun, for example. So one of my favorite examples came in 1997 when this comet came into our solar system and approached really close to the sun. It's called Comet Shoemaker-Levy. Is that the one that uh, almost missed Jupiter? That's the one that slammed right into Jupiter, Jupiter. actually. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty awesome to watch. Cosmic collisions. Um, But before it got there, it got torn apart by tidal forces. Oh, shredded. Yeah, it got shredded. And um, say you're near a black hole or you're near the sun or something, Mm -hmm. then your head and your feet are not the same distance from the sun. And because gravity depends on the distance. So like your head will be pulled in with greater force than your feet. If your head are closer than your feet, then yeah, there'll be a stronger force on your head than there is on Uh your feet, right? And effectively, that means it's tearing you apart. But the difference would have to be greater than the forces holding me together. Exactly. Like right now, you are sitting on the earth Uh and there is a greater force on on your feet than there is on your head. So whatever part of your body is on the floor right now is feeling a stronger gravitational force than whatever part is elevated, right? Because it's further from the center of the earth. Right, right. Gravity falls like one over distance squared. So that's that's a pretty big factor. But the difference is not enough to overcome the forces that are holding me together. That's right. You're saying near a black hole, those differences are so huge, you would actually shred your part. Yeah, exactly. Like that comet that came into the solar system got shredded by Jupiter and by the sun. Mm. If you got too close to a black hole, you would get torn apart part before you got anywhere near it. Okay. Um, so it's, in my view, it's impossible to get very close to a black hole right. um, unless you're incredibly strong. Like you need to build an object with really, really tight bonds, right? The things that are holding me together are the electromagnetic bonds between the atoms in my body. Right. And gravity's constantly tugging on those if I'm near the earth or near the sun. Right. It's tugging on those, but, you know, not so hard. And and we're, we've evolved to be strong enough to, to not be shredded by the earth, but not it's strong enough to be to not be shredded by a black hole. Right. So basically, we may never be able to like go to a black hole and see what's inside, right? It's hard to imagine. And, and I hate to say never. Uh-huh. I hate to say never because it prescribes future generations intelligence. And there's probably some genius out there who has a clever idea for how to do it. Mm. It's not theoretically impossible to be near a black hole. It's just practically very difficult, okay. which makes it, you know, a pretty tough engineering problem. So we know black holes are out there, we know they're mysterious, we know they contain some deep, dark secret. We don't think they contain the anti-universe. I don't believe they contain <laughs> wormholes. But you don't know. I don't know. Right. No, they don't believe they contain worms or anything else weird. <laughs> but I would love to get to know what's inside a black hole. I don't know about visiting one or seeing one or getting too close to one and getting shredded. Yeah. But I desperately want to know what's inside a black hole. Maybe inside we'll find my marbles. <laughs> Lost for sure. <laughs> All All right. right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Daniel and Jorge Explain the Universe. Thanks for listening. Do you have a question you wish we would cover? Send it to us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Daniel and Jorge, one word, or email us to feedback at danielandjorge.com.
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 